You know, one of the most exciting things about working with Gun.io is I get to work with some of the most important consumer brands and fitness brands and enterprise brands. And what you find is that they're all looking for the very best talent and they're competing for it. And one thing I tell clients all the time is that, hey, you know, if you can develop um, the mindset to, to hire remote freelance engineers, what you're going to find is that it opens up the pool of available talent because you're not going to have to fight over the same group of FTEs from all the other companies in your space. And so now what we can do is bring you a cohort of people that other companies aren't competing with you against. And it's really a competitive advantage to take stock of that and find some excellent people you can bring on board. This is the Frontier Podcast powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at The Frontier Pod. Electrical engineer Fabrizio Filippini has always had a strong passion for web, IoT, and sports. That got him into wearables, which led him to join as co-founder of Fitbar. Wearables for animals? No one thinks innately about health monitors for pets like they do for humans with our Apple Watches, Fitbits, and more. It turns out this is an important area of development because pets don't communicate their conditions through their behaviors the same way humans do. Dogs especially communicate happiness when they see their owners, even when they might be struggling with a serious health issue. Fabrizio and Ledge talk UX, data, IoT, and more in this novel look at the wearables you might have never thought about. Fabrizio, good to have you on. Hi, Lad. Thank you for having me. So if you don't mind, uh, give a little background story of, of yourself and your work, how you got to be doing what you're doing, and uh, we'll get the audience to get to know you a little bit. Yes, sure. So I'm, I'm an uh, electrical engineer by, by design with a strong passion for web and software and even sports. And so that's, that's what, what kind of got me into wearable devices at the beginning, more for humans. And even if I was more focused on social relationship with my previous company, I then kind of joined the Feedback team uh, as a co-founder of Feedback. And, and now we're kind of fully focused on uh, on wearable for pets. So uh, I like to try to find new challenges that I can resolve with technology and, and get the technology as small as possible. And hopefully with the longest battery life as possible. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, I have to admit, in, until talking to you, I never even gave a thought that there was such a thing as pet tech. And I talked to yeah. <laughs> a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. So back out for a second and tell us about pet tech as a vertical, because I, I literally sure. never said that word in my life. So, <laughs> so well, I totally, so it's a, it, it did sound strange and it does sound strange. So we, we kind of agree on that one. The, what, what people don't really realize, and we didn't too at the beginning. So it's kind of, when you, when you hear the word like feedback of the company, you think immediately at the Fitbit. And so the health monitor or health activity monitor for humans there is a big difference between uh, humans and pets. So we, we are trying really to give a voice to pets. And, uh, and pets, of course, they cannot talk. And so when, since the pets don't speak our languages, it's kind of hard to understand if something is going bad, if they are feeling something bad. And especially in dogs, the, it's proven that when you, when you meet the dog, the dog is trying to be happy and look happy to, to meet you, to greet you. 
And so the you that thing, that time, that three seconds like gets stuck in your head, and for you everything is fine. Then you go to sleep, and then you go to work, and so over a day you can spend time with your dog for two hours, three at top, and so you don't know what, what's happening on the rest. So there is a completely different kind of use case for uh, for, for pet technology. And one is taking care of your pet, and the other one is give them a voice. Wow. Okay. So, you know, I, I don't know. Does anybody ever tell you that that reminds you? Maybe I'm maybe I'm older than you. I don't know. But, you know, like, because <laughs> Pets Can't Talk used to be yep. the, <laughs> the tagline for Pets.com. So I'm, yep. I'm so glad you are taking that back from the famous business case of things that did not go so well. I hope I hope you have a better story for that tagline <laughs> than, than they did. But um, anyway, I digress about that. So, okay, pets need a voice. That's cool. I mean, like, oh, just, <laughs> tell me about pet wearables. Like, how does so, how does this work? Like, what are, what are you guys doing? So the, the, the main, uh, we, of course, before entering into the, the, at the beginning, of course, we started with the fun part of it, the, the marketing fun. Let's say, oh, this is great. Everybody's going to want one. <laughs> then, then we got into the technology and the studies. There are a lot of studies around it. And, uh, and we participated in, in few of them, and, and we provided the technology in many others now that we have it. So there are studies that really look into how health is an owner compared with the dog. So if the, dog, if the owner is a, is, a, is a kind of fitness-oriented or healthy-oriented person, the dog is going to be more uh, healthy, generally speaking. While if the, if the dog, uh, even if you have an obese dog and you want to take care of the dog, you're going to get healthier by as a consequence, because you need to, someone needs to walk the dog at the end. The issue that before these gadgets, let, let's call them gadgets, even if they are a little more. So we didn't know what the dog needed. You didn't have a, a baseline. Now we, we have a, like about almost all the breeds in our database. So when you create your dog's profile, we, we recommend an activity. And if you walk that uh, goal and that activity, you kind of are sure that your dog it stays healthy. And there are even studies that go as far as saying that an healthy dog lives like two years longer than average. So for people, this is very important. Uh, and having something that can tell you what you have to do to take care of your pet, in my opinion, is invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I completely can understand how... You know, it's like, well, pets start to look like their owners, right? You know, and it's not yeah. just your head, right? <laughs> you know? yeah, like, correct. if I have this like fat dog that sits around eating potato chips all the time, it's probably because I do. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, yeah. You know, as a runner, like, I think yeah. about, like, I want to buy a dog that, that can run a lot or, you know, things like that. As right? well, so, yes, correct. It's yeah. correct. There are, there are breeds that are more active. That, that's another point of view. We, we can definitely recommend breeds for, for the type of person that you are. Yeah. So because in our debate, we can even recommend breeds and uh, for, for the area where you are. So uh, yeah, on our website, we publish like a study. And so we, we know what are the states in the U.S. with the most active dogs. Mm -hmm. We know which breed is the most active. We, need, we know even which country worldwide is the most active. <laughs> Yeah, in walking right. dogs and then uh, yeah, of course you you it's very easy to guess but the, the warmer the country that the, the more active if you go to alaska uh, it's kind of harder to or canada have you got uh, have you got this on one of the dogs in the i did around that would be kind of cool you know just <laughs> collect that yeah data. yeah yeah we do we do we do we, we do have uh we do have crazy kind of uh partners as well mm -hmm. so we we had we had a dog sled team as well nice 
uh, the, in the Arctic, uh, and and we, we we even got like we sometimes we get crazy requests because at the end we 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 track activity and it's a baseline. So we got some uh, zoos asking for if it, they could use the feedback on penguins or chickens. Uh, we we got a kind of uh, we we even have we had eagles as well. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so people are really doing a lot of studies around pets, and they need tools to do to develop their studies. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, I mean, it's it, it sounds like you have a kind of a, a humorous attitude about the approach, but there's yeah. a lot of like really important, you know, like there is, there is. Right? I mean, I completely can imagine that you know trackers of, of all sorts. Uh, you hear about you know I don't know people tag you know certain animals and scientists track them through the wild and see what they do and in all kinds of stuff. So you're kind of deeply involved in almost. I guess it sounds like you know commercializing that from a consumer standpoint too. So yes, yeah. So we 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 try to sell a, a very nice user experience and uh, and instill a consumer product. So mm-hmm. we the, the biggest part of our business is is still consumer, but but we kind of validate our product with studies and researches, and uh, and we we do believe it's important to be mainly because activity is like the primary indicator. Uh, of almost any medical condition in pets. So uh, if you go to a vet, the first thing that he's going to ask every time is, did you notice any change in his behavior? And and now you don't have to guess anymore. You can just look it up in your app. <laughs> and so uh, it, it, we, we got people thanking us because they, they, the dog got an infection. So they noticed he didn't sleep via the app. So the app, uh, you can see the day in, in the morning, you sync the data and you see that your dog didn't sleep, something happened. Or if your dog has a treatise, for example, it's going to be more active during the night. And so you can track how, how much pain the dog is having during the night. And you can track if the medication is working. And there are other, med- I'm, I'm not a vet, by, so I'm not, I'm not sure I can get into all the specifics, but these are the couple of yeah, examples yeah. That, that we know of. So, and uh, infections will, will, will bring down activity. Uh, ticks. There, there are many, many things that will have a direct impact on activity. Right, right. So, I mean, I have to admit, like, I, I know that there are Fitbits and Apple Watches, and they track stuff, and you know, all these. I don't know how this works, even for humans. I mean, so like, you strap a device onto anything that's alive. Yeah. How do you even know what to do with? I mean, you collect some kind of data, and then you have to extrapolate that into. A condition? I mean, just talk about wearable tech yeah. in general. Like, how does this even work? I mean, I, I have no idea, and I'm a pretty big nerd. So, so well, uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm able to answer on the human side. Of course, <laughs> we, on the on the on the pet side, it's it's kind of so much easier. But the only thing that I kind of uh, think about when we talk about health and and human versus pet. So in, if you notice, Apple is, is going really toward with the Apple Watch. It's going in the direction of health. So a very important sensor and something that can really help your health. Because at the end, activity uh, for humans, you can learn it. Yeah. After you learn your baseline, you don't really need a device anymore. So if you, you know that if you walk 30 minutes, you do a couple of miles. If you do one hour, you do a few more. And so after, after you learn that part... Technically, you just needed to keep you motivated. Yeah, uh, or event, but yeah, there is no real other. First, it tells me get up from my desk once yeah. in a while, you know, which I yeah. which I don't yeah. do. They are, but yeah, they're trying to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they're trying to push you in other directions to keep you healthy. And so you, there are many other 
ways around it. Walk outside, not to the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. So, okay. That's, dog, that's, that's the most difficult thing. Dog measurement. Um, yeah. how, how does this even work? How do you so, extrapolate, you know, thing like pain and sleep and, you know, where, from what? So we, we, we are, our device is accelerometer based device. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of develop a, a, a proprietary algorithm that kind of is based on research, on the few research paper existing at the time. Mm-hmm. So we, we use our own measure that is called bark points. And, uh, and it's, un- of course, we made it fun. <laughs> but uh, at the end, it's, uh, it's kind of the energy expenditure of the dog. So whenever the dog walk, uh, they have an average frequency of kind of four hertz vibration that we try to filter out for... Mm, we try to work around the four hertz uh, mm-hmm. uh, frequency, and then we we try to filter out the noise, and we try to give them point when they move. So when they start moving, and when the faster they move, uh, differently from you. Let me give you this example. This is a, very, a technical example. So if you walk or run, your step is going to be. If you run, your step is going to be longer. Mm-hmm. And if you technically, if you count that as a single step. The, the step measure, it doesn't really give you, it's not really proportional to the distance. So if you're running, right. you cover, you do the same amount of, in the same amount of steps, you do more distance. But in dogs, it's slightly different because they, if they run, they use more energy and we can measure that energy. So we give you more points, mm. but the distance is kind of going to be the same. So okay. you can, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of a different uh, measure and we can be a lot more uh, kind of specific and, and, and even our granularity of the data that we collect is very specific. So we can kind of tell you every minute what your dog did, did during the night and what is the intensity of the movement and if there is something that you should worry about or not. This, these are kind of direction. So a sleeping dog gives off a certain vibration or a certain pattern of movement. And a, yes, and a we. Not what about the yeah. dogs that run on the ground? You know, while they're dreaming, do you track that? You know. Well, we do definitely do track the, that movement. Yeah. We we are not <laughs> at the moment. We don't differentiate us because we the amount of data that we, we would need to do kind of uh, transfer real time for a single user is going to be so probably you, too does much. Does it say but... like your dog dreamed about rabbits? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we we definitely tell you that your dog at what time the dog had a dream. That's, that's what you can say. <laughs> And if the dream lasts for too long, that's All something. Right. Maybe it's something else. <laughs> right, right. So, no, that's that's cool, man. Uh, and like, what I don't know, software components. I mean, you got to communicate all this stuff, I guess, to the cloud, and then present dashboards yeah. and apps and and the whole thing. I mean, user experience for you got you got hardware, you got software. I mean, you guys have a lot to think about there. Yeah, we we focus mainly on the mobile apps. So we have iOS okay. and Android apps. We we do have a, a kind of web dashboard, mainly this simply designed for for vets. So when you you can of course share your pet with multiple owners, right? And so when when you, you can share it even without pet. And so if you sign up uh, as a vet, you you get a couple of more features on the back end. So you have groups. Right. You can do groups. You can do analysis. So you can divide your kind of uh, patients into different categories and, and see how mm. how it goes. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned even user experience because uh, there are, uh, in the pet tech, there are other companies doing other stuff. So we, we did take a look around, but for example, there is there are fe- uh, uh, automated feeders that you can mm-hmm. program or feed your dog via wi- Wi-Fi. And uh, uh, the user experience of those, uh, the, their challenge, we know their challenge is kind of 
involving the user because the user doesn't want a machine to feed the dog. They want to be part of the feeding of growing the dog and, and taking care of it. So they want to feel their responsibility. They want to feel that they are doing the job. So if you take it out from them, they, they don't feel connected anymore and they don't like it. So that's mm-hmm. why user experience is kind of important. Uh, and we build it around the dog itself, but even other kind of pet tech products, they have to deal with that. So users really want to take care of their dog. It's like part of the family. And so they want to feel they're doing their part. Right. right and walking like, is one aspect. Feeding is, of course, an aspect that sure. we don't do at the moment. And there are other <laughs> uh, other pet tech. There are even like cameras, for example, that, that dispense treats. And that's like being connected while you are at work. And that's, that's very important in the pet space because since they cannot uh-huh. talk, you want to try to connect as much as you can. Right, right. And, now, and so, that's funny because I, I, and a dog can't even see a yeah. camera, right? Like, yeah. Okay. That's what, that's what I thought. I, sometimes we put the dog on the webcam and the dog doesn't seem to care. So, yeah, but. Well, but yeah, there are, <laughs> now they, are in, they, are, they have a different cameras. They, they, they have the one that you can talk to, the one that the dog yeah, can push yeah, yeah, and right. send you a message. That, <laughs> they are developing a lot of stuff, but the, mainly the main point is they want to keep the connection. So, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and tr- what, what's better than a treat to, to keep the connection with your dog? Oh, yeah, that's what I always say. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so He's always going to come if there is a treat. So. People keep connections with me that way. Just bring me some donuts, you know? So Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, that, that, that works too. So, you know, okay, you're a founder, you're, you've, you know, grown yeah. a company. I mean, um, talk to me about, you know, sort of, you came in, I'm sure at the beginning, it was kind of like you and maybe a couple people, and I don't know how big you guys are now, but... Um, you know, what's the journey been like? Lessons learned maybe from, from growing. So the uh, journey the is that making hardware is hard, like mm-hmm. many people say. And uh, we, we had a lot of uh, challenges at the beginning, uh, mainly because when we started working on the technology, so it, it was kind of the very early days of uh, Bluetooth Low Energy. So Bluetooth right. low wasn't really available in, on any device. So you didn't even know what to do at the time. And you were kind of guessing. And so, and then the, this kind of technology was widely adopted so quickly uh, that, that at, the, at the end, there are many other, they came out a lot of other new products and new components. And so it was even hard to keep, the, the, to keep track of those. And then uh, your kind of, my, our device, first device became obsolete very fast. Mm. And so we had to design a new one. And then uh, the first one was was kind of hard to design and manufacture. And so we, we kind of relied on our users uh, to, to give us feedback. And when we did the second version, we, we kind of fixed all the issues that they got reported. So now users are kind of super happy with the design itself. Okay. And the other thing that we learned is that, uh, especially on wearables for, for, for something that is not yourself and or the, the, the wearables that, that you use only for one specific purpose, uh, the battery life is is, is very critical. So yeah. now we went from 14 days to six months. And so with the huh. background syncing and everything, so technically you charge it, you put it on the dog, and and the, they, we are going to send you a push notification from the server if there is something wrong, and we're going to tell you if you're doing a good job, and you don't have even to open the app. So we, we're trying really to make the experience like uh, and transparent or silent for right. you. So you, you put the device on and you do what you have to do and we tell you if you're doing something wrong or if you're doing something good. <laughs> wow. And so, yeah, we, that I will, we, we really learned that, uh, that 
it's, when the device is not on yourself, it's kind of hard to keep it charged. And so you lose users like that uh, very easily because people get tired quickly of charging a device. And so, so a six month battery charge yeah. with a persistent connection, right? For data then. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that's a significant problem. I don't know any device that stays charged for six well, six, months. So. Six months it's, uh, it's, it's a big number. There are uh, kind of wearables for humans that they, they said they were going to get close to six months. Now they're probably going to, um, there are other devices getting even more, um, uh, that that's one one variable in the bigger picture, of course. Uh, the the right. bigger picture is that I want to take care of my dog. I don't want to really open the app. And well, right, yeah, right. some users will 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 they have fun, of course, in, in seeing the bark points, right? And trying to reach the goal is definitely something motivational for the user. But mainly, what they want to do, they want to take care of the pet. So what we need to provide you, we need to provide you the tools to take care of the pet. So we. Are, we uh, what are yeah. people discovering? You know, I, I don't know, like, like if I think I'm a good dog owner and I use the product, what am I going to, you know, discover about best practices or like, oh, wow, like I need to, I mean, it probably invariably, I bet it's like 90% of people don't walk their dog enough, but. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, more more or less, a little less probably in percentage wise, <laughs> but yes, that's a big percentage. We, mm -hmm. what the first thing you learn, you learn how you're doing against your peers. So uh, mm. you have a specific dog. It's a breed, it's a Haitian weight. And what is the baseline for the dog? Nobody really knows. It's always a guess. It's not like for humans that they said 10,000 steps is generally right. good for almost everybody. The movements are kind of the same. Dogs, they have different breeds, different shapes as well. And, right. so, and so it's kind of, you need to know what, what is good for your dog. And then the other thing that people, that we learn mainly, and we're trying to, to transmit to people a puppy, a puppy becomes adult in 18 months, which is a very short human time. And a puppy is, is, uh, is about like twice as active as an adult. And so the activity goes down very quickly, but you, and you feel bad because you say, I'm not able to keep up with activity. The reality is your puppy is growing. It's growing in weight. And so it's going to do less points because it's going to grow bigger. And so while a puppy is small, they do a lot of steps and they want to play. <laughs> so mm -hmm. they're going to calm down very quickly over time. And, and you, for us, it's a very fast time. And so we don't realize that. And we, don't, we, we didn't have the tools before to do that. So you notice that something is different, but you don't know why. You don't know if it's normal. So those are the kind of things that you learn very quickly when, when you are using our product. And you guys have collected, I guess, a ton of data about, I mean, I, I read, yeah. you know, from your, some of your materials that you've contributed to a bunch of, of studies and academic side yeah, we, stuff. Have, yeah. have you taught researchers things from your data that was not known about well, this? Well, um, on this one, I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure I'm qualified to answer. Yeah. Uh, so we, we know sure. we have, uh, we have more than, I believe more than 30 or 40 universities world, worldwide using our product for studies. And okay. the studies, like the, the one that we kind of uh, very participated actively in is one with Mayo Clinic here in US. They were trying to understand if uh, a dog in the bed is disrupting your sleep. And so they would use um, a Fitbit for the human and the feedback for the dog and, and send the devices to users and collected the data and then did the study and see if the dog was having an impact on the sleep. They came out with an answer that is kind of uh, unequivocally no. The dog doesn't impact your sleep, 
but they didn't have my dog in their study, so that's why I came up with an outlier. <laughs> There's always an outlier, right? <laughs> yeah, my dog definitely doesn't let me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> nice, so, nice. And then there are other studies. Uh, there are, they did the studies, of course, uh, 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 a healthier human uh, has, generally speaking, they have more active dogs. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, there was another... There, there was a study. There was even a study within a company developing food to relax dogs. So they use the feedback to prove that their food is 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 calming the dog. Oh wow! <laughs> and so the, the, those are the kind of the funny studies that I, that I can remember. Then there are many others that well, that's on the cool. top of my head I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's good validation for you guys. Yeah. All right. So I like to finish with the lightning round here. Okay. So I just got some. I yep. just got some questions for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, what book are you reading that you would recommend um well at the moment i'm re I'm, I'm trying to learn about mongodb <laughs> mongodb all right any particular yes, I'm not a, um i don't know i don't know the title on the top of my head okay. i'm sorry i'm sorry i wasn't that ready for that i have uh, no problem i should warn time. you beforehand all right yeah. what can you not live without a mobile phone a mobile phone. <laughs> easy, easy answer, but we, easy, we yes, it's true. We develop on on them, so I kind of have it always on my hand with something open. It's either our app during testing or or something else. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, right. Important for work and personal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the last thing that you Google for work? I think that I Google uh, definitely a, 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 a hardware part. I don't remember exactly which one. But... <laughs> But uh, I'm always kind of looking into harder parts, new designing or possible improvements for our product. Got it. Got it. All right. Now, this is a big one. This is really important. All right. Okay. Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, Star Wars. All right. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not probably that huge Star Wars fan. But I'm kind of the one that I, I really never really picked I'm up. I'm with you, man. Stuff. I'm with you. All right. All right, last one. Okay, you ready? Yep. So I don't know if you ever watched The Office, but yep. there's a there's a classic classic episode of The Office where Jim is messing with Dwight and he's yep. sending him faxes from future Dwight. Yeah. So I want to know if I handed you one sheet of paper and one sharpie, what would you fax back to yourself ten years ago? Ten years ago, hmm, that's a very good question. So. Ten years ago, it's about the time I moved to the States. And uh, funny enough, I moved into business from a technical point of view. And I'm kind of regret it <laughs> because now <laughs> there is a huge demand for, as you know, for developers and, and, and software developers and technical knowledge. So I believe I kind of missed the, the learning part of mobile apps. And, and even like I'm reading now MongoDB because I realized I don't know enough about it. You don't so, know no SQL. Right. <laughs> uh, well, at my time, I was using there was only MySQL kind yeah. of stuff, so I, I I know a little bit of that, but I never really work on debate. That. So, what are you going to write to yourself? You have a sharpie and a paper. And yeah, I'm going to write probably don't go into business. <laughs> <laughs> Try to learn more about mobile and web development since you you can. And uh, and now I kind of lost my development touch, so I've never been a very extremely good developer, if you want to say it, but. But uh, now I'm uh, I've been kind of out of development for a while. So me too, man. Me too. I I, like I'm not really. Go. I I see a lot of cool stuff out there, and I wonder how they do it. And so that's why I started going <laughs> back to the books or back to the passion. 
Well, yeah. Well, Fabrizio, this has been fun. Thank you for being a good sport. And uh, it, thanks for Thank sharing the story. It's good to have you on. Thank you for having us. If people want to know about Fitbark, what do they do? They can just Google Fitbark or go to fitbark.com. So Fitbark. we do have a lot of information there. All right. And, uh, and a lot of cool stuff that you can look. All right. So at. everybody get your dog and you healthy at the same time. Yep. Healthy together, we say. Healthy and together. <laughs> it's really what we do. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you a lot. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.